0: hello and welcome to my podcast i'm kim akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams if you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic strategy and manifestation stay tuned this is for you So I don't know about you, but when I was learning about astrology, I remember feeling really overwhelmed because there's all the planets, all the signs, all these things interacting together. And it wasn't only about how those things were interacting in your chart. It was also how like the daily energies of the planets was showing up in your life and affecting your life. And I'm sure most of us are aware of Mercury retrograde at this point, but Mercury is not the only planet that can go into retrograde. All of the planets can go into retrograde. And so I found it really helpful with the Magic of Eye Planner. It tells you day to day what's going on in the sky. It's telling you what the moon is doing. It's telling you what phase it's in. It And it also has the Optimum Times Life Guide, where basically every single day, they give you insight onto the energy of the day and how you can best work with it, so you're not basically trying to push shit up a hill and doing something in the wrong time and making your life basically way more difficult for yourself. And it doesn't only have information about astrology. This year, they've added a whole new section to it where they're talking about how to combine medicinal mushrooms with the energy of the planets, which I absolutely love because medicinal mushrooms are so powerful for so many things. And just really being able to enhance that energy and work with the energy of the stars, is just going to help you manifest everything in your life a whole lot easier. And aside from having all this incredible information about astrology, it's basically like a quick start astrology guide. So even if you're a total beginner, you can work with it. They also have a menstrual tracker. They have information on the retrogrades and eclipses, and they also have sections where you can plan your weekly goals, your yearly goals. So you can really use this as a manifestation tool to write down what you want to create as well as how to harness the energy of the stars to make that happen for you. So they've kindly gifted the listeners a discount, which is Kim Akrig, K-I-M-A-K-R-I-G. And their website is magic of I and like I for ice cube, dot com. And so that code works for everything on their site. They also have really beautiful journals, there's stickers, there's moon trackers. So definitely go and have a look and use that code to save yourself 10% off of everything on the site. So let's get back to the show. Hello everyone! I hope your day is going so good. So I wanted to do an episode that, this is something I get asked, well honestly since I've started my first business at 18, this is probably a question that I've gotten asked a lot. And if you're new here, I first became a photographer when I was 18, created that business, did it for quite a long time, and then um, I moved to Australia, sort of took a break, like took some time working in like hospitality and stuff, got back into photography, moved to the Gold Coast, um, started kind of working more on focusing on teaching people on like mindset and manifestation and then i was still working as a photographer but when the pandemic hit obviously all my gigs got cancelled and i decided that i needed to pivot and start something new and at that point i had been um like using RTT as a client, like RTT hypnotherapy for quite a few years at that point. And I was like, you know what? This work is so transformational and I'm just going to use this time to get certified. And so I did that and then launched that iteration of my business in 2020. And then in 2021, I started going back to university to become a psychologist because I really just um, – I really believed in the power of RTT and what I was learning and, like, the way I was able to work with my clients and also just from my own mental health experiences, feeling like the system really needed, like, it's broken. I feel like the way that mental health is dealt with in this day and age is, like, not that effective. And I wanted to kind of combine all of my um, interests and kind of, like, use it in a I mean, I hate to say that it's like I wanted to do it just because I wanted to be seen as more qualified, but at the end of the day, like it just import- is important for me to um, do things in a way that is like of the highest standard. And to me, that meant really getting like a degree in it. So um, I felt like I could help people in the best, most ethical way possible. So that's a little backstory on my business journey condensed into two minutes. Um, but like ever since I first became a photographer, like I would always get questions from people about like, how do you do this? How do you get connections? How do you start a business? How do you charge for things? Like I would get all these emails and I would spend so much time writing people these big, long responses because I genuinely wanted to be helpful. and then I would get really frustrated because people just either wouldn't respond or I just think, like it's kind of disrespectful if you're going to reach out to someone and ask them for like free support and then they take the time to write you a response and then you don't even write a reply being like thank you (laughs) like um so yeah now often when I get questions about like how do I start a business I usually um like I'm not going to write you a big long response and I'm sorry but it's just because not because I need to be Thanked for every single thing that I do. Like, of course, but I just think it's like, where is my energy and time best spent? It's not best spent like writing emails to people who are not going to reply. And of course, like, I can't know if you are the person who's going to reply before I do that or not. But now, if anyone sends me a message, I'm going to be like, okay, well, I can direct you to this episode and that will give you a good idea. Uh, I sort of wrote down the things that if maybe if I was to start a new business or, um, That I really think that it's hard because obviously every business is different. So take in mind that like I have only ever run service-based businesses. And um, yeah, so it's probably going to be from that perspective. If you want to start a product-based business, don't ask me because I've never done that. (laughs) Um, Not yet anyways. So I'm – I'm going to go through these steps. I wrote them down quickly before I hopped on here. And um, when I look at them, obviously, you probably you might do them in a different order. Some of them you can be doing simultaneously. Some of them you really have to have part one done before you can do part two. Of course, this is not going to be something you can all do in a day. And, of course, keeping in mind, like, this is a podcast. And I do have limited amounts of time to um explain everything that we're going to go through, but also I just want to mention that I do offer One off business coaching sessions. So, I will put the link below if you want to get more in depth coaching on like whatever it is that you're wanting to work on in your business or starting a business. And basically, it's like an hour long call. And then at the end of it, you'll walk away with actionable steps of what you should be doing next. You'll get a recording of the call so you can go back to it. And like these are not on a package or anything like that. It's literally like you can just come and get them whenever you want to. Get them. Like, if the calendar is open, you can sign up to it and do as much or as little as you want to do. So, that said, (laughs) um, so the first thing that is the most important thing, and I think a lot of people kind of forget this when they are like, I'm going to start a business. And the first thing is really, like you have to be able to identify the problem that you can solve for people. And you also have to be able to communicate like how you do it differently. Because the thing is, is people don't want to buy your thing. People don't want to buy like, like if you're a business coach, like people don't want to buy like How to make better systems. People want the outcome of having systems in their business so they can get more of their time back. Does that make sense? So it's more about like, what is the solution that you provide for people and how do you do it differently from someone else in the market? And like, if you cannot communicate this, it will be very hard for you to do anything else in business because you need to know this. And it can't be about you. It can't be like, I wanted to run a business because I wanted more freedom. No, customers don't care about what you want, customers care about like, how can you solve their problem for them? And how do you do it differently? Like, why should they spend their money with you? So of course, like, this is a big question. Like, it's it's probably not something you're going to, like, depending what you do. But, it like, it takes time to really come up with a good answer for this. So I would say, like, don't rush through this. Don't skip over it. Like, definitely take the time. And also, like, look at, like, what are other people doing in your area? Like, how are you going to do it different to them? Because, as we know, like, the world is saturated with a lot of things. And, like, I don't say this with the intention to, like, scare you off from doing whatever it is you want to do. But I'm just saying that it's, like, you need to be so clear on this so that you can communicate it with other people because that's going to like affect how you do everything else in your business. And number 2 is really this kind of builds on number 1, but it's really like identifying your branding. Like Um, this isn't just like your colors or your logos or that kind of thing. Um, this is really about like, how do you talk to people? How do you make them feel? What's your brand identity? What's your brand story? Like, what, why are you doing this? Like, what are your brand values? Like really getting clear on like who it is that you're serving, like how you can serve them, like how do they like to be spoken to? Um, what's going to resonate with them? Like this the brand identity part is so important and it goes so beyond. um, Like if you're a personal brand, like I guess like you essentially are the brand, but you need to distill like the things into something that people on the internet can understand because this is how people are going to connect with you. And this is what sets you apart from other people on the internet who are doing exactly the same thing. Like values are huge. Like often if you look at like say like the last five things that you purchased that weren't like just – like dish soap or something that, or even maybe dish soap, because you know, like that still says something about what you value and like what's important to you. Like, did you get like a fancy organic one, or did you just buy like the cheapest one on the shelf? So, um, really identifying, like, just look at the last five things you bought, and you're like, what made you buy them? Why did you buy those things? What about those brands? drew you to it? Is it because of the aesthetic? Is it because it's going to look good on your counter? Is it how it smells? Is it because of the ingredients? Like getting really clear on like, what is your brand messaging? Like, who are you as a brand? And how can you infuse this into like every single touch point of your business so that your brand has like a strong um, identity And I think like some really good examples of this, I like to look at like beauty brands as really good examples because I think they really find a way to like encapsulate so much into like, yeah, it's just something you put on your face. But at the same time, they really, they show you who they are. And even if you're not ready to purchase something from them at that point in time, like you still want to connect with them. And that's what you want to be able to create for your clients. Um, number three, obviously is like, we're assuming that you've identified like a product or a service, not a product. Like a, when I say a product, I don't mean like a physical product. I mean like the service that you offer, um, like say for example, you are a website designer. Like what are your packages? Like what? what do those systems look like? Or how are you going to work with people? How do you want to work with them? Like, how much are you going to price yourself at? Like, figuring out pricing, there's a couple, there's, there's a lot of ways you can go about it. But I think honestly, like, you, you can look at what people in your area are charging, and like people who have like a similar level of quality as you, or Whatnot. But also I think another easy way to do it that someone broke down to me for like photography pricing was like, okay, like how much do you want to make from photography for the year? How many days do you actually want to work? And then like also adding on to that, like your costs of doing business, like your website and your gear and insurance and like all of the other things that you need to pay for to keep your business running. So you add that on top of the amount that you want to make and then also keeping in mind that like if you I guess like when you first start your business you probably don't have to think too much about taxes but it is a good idea to have it in the back of your head that like if you keep going with it you are going to have to pay tax on it at some point in time so pricing yourself accordingly and of course like this isn't financial advice I know that it's different in different countries but these are just things to think about so, definitely like thinking about okay, like adding all of that together, like the amount you want to make or the amount you want to take home, the amount it takes to run your business, like. Say, I think it's like a really good idea from the beginning of your business to just start putting away like 20% for tax. So you get into the habit of doing that. And then at the end of the year, like if you don't have to pay tax on your business, you can just use that to reinvest into the business or it's like a little savings account. Adding that all together, divide it by how many days do you actually want to work or how many projects do you want to take on. And then that will give you like a rough figure of like what you should be charging per like service or whatever it is um there's lots of different ways you can do pricing but that's just like one that I think is quite straightforward and simple and it's easy to um kind of like implement from the beginning the next is like um sometimes I think especially in this day and age like a website is not the most important thing that you need to spend all your money on at first to like get something up there I think depending what you do, a lot of the time, like people will look at like socials first. Or like, I know there's some people who like they don't even have a website and still somehow they make their web. But you need something for people to land on where they can get to know more about you. And so that whether that's like an Instagram page, or a YouTube channel, or like TikTok, or I wouldn't probably recommend trying to do all of those things at once in the beginning, because that will really bog you down. But like finding Finding one that you enjoy being on because I think the most important thing is like you enjoy being on that platform because if you don't, it will really make content creation and marketing a lot harder. And like I think the thing to realize is also when you start a business, like realizing that, especially if you're a service-based business, a lot of your time and your workload is going to be marketing. And so by that, I mean like content creation and like showing up and posting about what you do and like all of those things, like that's probably going to be what you spend most of your time on over working with clients. Like that's how it is for me. Like I would say it's like 80% content creation and marketing like 20% working with clients but like the clients are where you get paid to do all the other things but yeah like for me it's like I love being on Instagram and I really enjoy it so that's where I put the most of my work but I also have like a YouTube channel I have the podcast obviously you're listening to it and those are sort of where I mostly focus my energy and attention and I also have an email list which is another thing that I would say is important to get started because if all of your socials disappear then how are you still going to get in touch with like the people that want to speak to you because we don't own Instagram like we don't own our Instagram page you don't own like your YouTube channel like YouTube owns it you can it can all get dis- like deleted tomorrow maybe so that's why starting an email list is really helpful and i know if you're listening to this and if, like you're like kim this sounds like a lot i'm like It is. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, starting a business is not for the faint of heart. There's a lot of things you need to learn how to do. And especially if you're just starting the business – It's like you're not going to be able to pay someone to do those things in the beginning. So I think a lot of the time you'll find you wear a lot of different hats. And of course, I can't give you like an in-depth training on how to do each one of these things on a podcast. It's just simply not possible. But I just want to give you like a good starting point so that you could be like, okay, well, I sort of know the things that I need to go through to like get this thing up and running. So that's really my intention behind this. And so once it's like you've got like socials in place or like at least one social channel and like you're consistently creating for it, you're consistently putting content out there that's helpful for your ideal client and you should have identified this in the beginning when you were identifying the problem you solve and like who you do it for and so on and so forth, that will really feed into like what you end up posting. And then the next one is like if you are brand new And you don't, like, have contacts in your industry or you're, like, very new to doing this, like, get testimonials slash get experience. Like, when I first became a photographer, I was, like, well, I mean, I don't really – I was, like, 18 at the time. So, my like, and this was – It wasn't before Facebook, like Facebook existed, but we were definitely not using it in the way that people use like Facebook now and like Instagram was like, people were just posting like really shitty photos of their lunch or whatever, like it wasn't the way that it is now. I think now it's like, yes, it's, there's a lot out there, but there's definitely a lot more opportunities to network online. So What I did when I first became a photographer, there was this website called Model Mayhem. And basically it was like a social networking site for like models, fashion designers, photographers, like so on and so forth. And basically, like, people, you could look for people to collaborate with. And in my mind, I was like, look, if I work with every single person that I possibly can in this city, surely it will have to lead to something at some point in time. I was like, if everyone knows that I exist, like, that has to be the first step, right? Um, So – and also, I was – I wanted to just get better at what I did. And so I would just, like, organize photo shoots, like, all the time. Like, I think for a bit I was doing, like – maybe like one or two photo shoots a week with just as many people as I possibly could just to get my name out there because like the fashion industry is a small industry like and especially in Vancouver so and then at that point in time like I don't know how much I would recommend doing this now but at that point in time I would just look for people in the fashion industry on Facebook and I would just add them like I would add and then it at that time, like they would show you like recommended people. And then that I would use that to figure out like who are maybe more people that I should add. And I just like added as many people as I could. And that was a time where Facebook people like that would add you back. So it was a little different than how it was now. But you get what I mean. Like I was trying to get out there. I was trying to network. I was trying to get better at what I did. And through that, like you build, like that word of mouth. And of course, like I don't think word of mouth is maybe like the only way you can build a business, but it definitely helps because when you're there and you're constantly in front of people, that leads to more opportunities. And also, like if you're consistently like working on what you're doing, you get better at your craft. Of course, like I would say, don't get stuck like working for testimonials for like ever because then you don't want to like pigeonhole yourself in that but I guess like a more recent example is like when I did my RTT training you have to do a certain amount of like practice sessions but in my head I was like I'm gonna do like 30 free sessions and get testimonials from that and then from that I think I'll feel really good about my experience in charging people and I also have testimonials to show other people like potential clients. And like while you're doing the training, you can't get paid for it anyways because you're not certified. So you're not insured. So I just had to work with like friends or like friends of friends or other people in the RTT program. Cause you do a lot of like swaps with each other. So that was how I did that. And I would like, if I was going to do something similar again, I would do the exact same thing. Like I would just do as many like, especially while you're training, if there is a training for whatever you're doing, I would like get as much experience as I possibly could and like testimonials or like proof or like social proof or things to show people because that's how you can market yourself. Um, Number seven, I don't know if I was saying the numbers for all of these, but this is number seven. The most important thing is to be consistent. And I know that's so boring, but honestly, I think with business, it's kind of like, almost like a last man left standing. Like, it's like, I'm not going to lie, it's challenging running your own business. There is a lot to learn, especially if it's like a new business. There's a lot that you're going to have to do. And there's going to be times where you don't feel like doing it. And so you really have to have a strong why for why you're doing this work. And you have to be consistent with it. You can't just be like there sometimes and then decide that you're going to go do something else. Um, You really, the thing is, it's kind of like, like when a snowball is going down a hill it gains momentum and and then like it starts out small and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and And it's kind of the same in business like you just have to keep showing up and knowing that the snowball is small at the beginning but it's going to go down the hill as long as you keep it moving and like getting something moving is the hardest part of it so like once it's up and it's going then you just have to build on that momentum and really like know your numbers, like know your insights, know what is working and do more of that. And that can be hard at the beginning because you're still just figuring that out. But I think like paying attention and knowing that data is so valuable because then you can just go and do more of that. Um, Number nine is like the thing that... Number eight, sorry. The thing that is really going to get in the way of you doing this is like your mindset and your your limiting beliefs. Because the thing is, is like nobody like gets into business and has just like no limiting beliefs about it. Like all of us have like – things about like self-worth, like who am I to do this? Or like, what are people going to think about me? Or like, I'm procrastinating because maybe I don't believe it's really possible or I have money blocks or whatever. Everybody has shit to work on. Like, then I think business is one of those things that it really, really like throws a spotlight on the areas of you that are not creating habits that are making you successful. And it really shows you like, how much do you believe you're worthy of having this thing? So I'm like, you can't, start a business and have it be successful from like the same mindset that you're probably operating from. Like I think the thing about running a business is it really does force you to grow into like the best version of yourself. So I mean, I've yet to see it where someone just like shows up, starts a business next day, everything is like going amazing and they don't ever bump up against like a limiting belief or um, whatever it is. So It really is important to be working on your mindset just as much as you are all the other things. And when you have, like, especially, like, a subconscious belief system that supports you doing all the things, everything becomes a lot easier. And that was one of the things that I really wanted to work on with RTT when I first found it was I felt like in my photography business, I'm like, I get to a certain level of success. And then, like, I just like it's capped like I get to a certain income level and I feel like I can't push past it and when I did that RTT session I discovered all these beliefs that I had about like being an artist and being successful that I really wasn't aware that I had so you're gonna have to do some work on your mindset number nine and this is like the most important thing is just invest in mentorship like the Yeah, you could probably try and cobble it together from watching free YouTube videos online for months and months and months and months. Or you could just like pay someone who's already done it to help you like do what they did. And it's just like, it's the cheat code. Like, and even if. Even if you invest in multiple mentors and you don't end up doing everything from like what that one person said, you're still going to have feedback around like different things you could try or like maybe you can start to see like, oh, this is not a way that I want to run my business. Because I think that's the other important thing to know is like there's been a lot of mentors that I invested with that I was like, okay, I've tried doing it your way for a little bit. And I know that this isn't what feels good to me to run a business and I know there can be other ways that I can do it. So like what can I take that I like from this person and what can I leave behind? And it it's going to take time to figure that out because everyone has a different way that they like to work and like what works for one person might not work for another person. But it's definitely like investing in a mentor is going to help you get there so much faster than trying to do it yourself. And The last one, I kind of spoke on this before, number 10, is really just like pay attention to what's working and like really notice like what brings in the most people, what feels the best for you, what do you enjoy doing the most, how can you do more of that in the business. And like it takes a lot of trial and error in the beginning because like like I said, like some people like doing some things, other people like doing other things. But that trial and error and being willing to like – I think there's like a a saying where it's like fail fast, fail forward. And I think it's really like in in business, you often have to make decisions before you feel ready to do them and before it feels like a good time to make that decision. So I think having a strong relationship to your intuition and also being willing to just like try something, even if you don't feel totally ready to do it, is going to get you so much further than like waiting for the perfect moment to get something done because – especially in like an online space things move very quickly and if you're waiting till you feel ready you're probably waiting for too long so you just have to get used to and comfortable with taking action on things before you feel ready to do it so yeah that I hope this was helpful for you let me know if you want to know like more stuff or there was something in particular on here where you want me to speak more about it I can make another podcast episode more um specify to that. But yeah, those are really the things. If I was to start another business all over again, which hopefully I will not be doing because I'm quite happy with the business I have now. Um, but if I was going to do it again, really, that's what I would dive into. That's what I would do. And yeah, that's it from me for this week. I hope it was helpful and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.